Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I'm a food truck business trainer, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201, Get Off the Truck. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Every once in a while, somebody will ask a question in our Facebook group, and they'll say, what do you wish you had known when you first started your food vending business? And like I said, I see this question fairly frequently, and I usually don't answer because, well, (laughs) I really can't think of anything I wish I'd have known. After all, it was a long time ago. But I sat down and thought about it today, and here's what I came up with. My first food vending operation, it was a fundraiser. It was operating off my restaurant's food license. I provided food for shoppers that were attending a trash or treasure event, and that event was held at a National Guard armory. The community had got together and gathered up a whole bunch of things to sell, and all of the proceeds were going to go to a charity. And I, for the life of me, can't remember what that charity was. Our restaurant sold Coca-Cola products, and back then, and back then, Coca-Cola USA would loan a small food trailer to restaurants as long as they bought the post-mix Coca-Cola products to sell, and Coke would even provide you with cups. All you had to do really was bring the ice and the food. So Coca-Cola dropped off this trailer on Friday evening. They gave a brief training on how the equipment works, how to hook it up, and they told us they'd be back Monday morning bright and early to pick it up. Since the event only ran for a few hours on Saturday, this gave us way more time than we needed for that particular trailer. We sold $1 hot dogs, 50 cent Cokes, and 50 cent potato chips. And with every single purchase, we gave away discounts and coupons and little trinkets and logo items and t-shirts and mugs and all that kind of stuff specific to the restaurant to get people to come back and visit the restaurant. Our only goal really was to promote our restaurant while we helped raise money for the community. At the end of the day, we raised $425, which doesn't sound like a lot. But when you consider that's $2 a combo, that's a whole bunch of people we served. I remember I ran a profit and loss statement for the trailer, and I was really surprised how much money we were able to put to the bottom line. Now, let me tell you about the expenses that we had so that that 425 starts to gain some weight. I had two employees with me and myself. The trailer paid my salary for one day and the hourly employees for the time they were there with me. It paid for all the Coca-Cola products that we had to purchase. It paid for all the food that we bought. This food didn't come from the restaurant because we were selling hot dogs. The particular restaurant that I worked at at that time did not sell hot dogs, did not sell potato chips. All those things had to be bought. It also paid for the coupon printing that we did, that we gave away, paid for the giveaways. So all those mugs and t-shirts and keychains and all the little trinket things we were giving away, the trailer paid for. And we still managed to write a check for the charity for $425. We got so much good press and so much community support from that one event. The restaurant rode a wave of coupon redemption for weeks. People would come in and show off the coffee mug. Hey, y'all gave me this coffee mug. This is awesome. Can I get coffee in it? And back then, we could fill up coffee mugs that people brought in. It wasn't a big deal. Back then, coffee was 39 cents, I think. It was pretty cheap. So what do I wish I'd known? Really nothing. What do I wish I'd done differently? Started my own business sooner. At that point, I was four years into my career at Rack's Restaurants. 
which is just a Arby's restaurant, more or less. I had done a couple of good things as a restaurant manager and a whole bunch of okay things, but nothing really special. If you were to write a review on me, you'd be like, eh, he's okay. Nothing exciting. I was very reserved. As you guys know, I'm fairly bright, but I am painfully, almost cripplingly shy. And back then, I was full of self-doubt. I never really thought I was good enough to do anything for anybody or anyone or any business. I had all the same doubts you had. But then I looked at that PL for that event. I realized I created 28% profit. I was absolutely stunned. I did more profit than our restaurant was doing. I was so stunned I ran the numbers a second time. And I had to do them on a calculator, didn't have a spreadsheet, had to do them by hand. I had to look at all my receipts and make sure I didn't forget something. Because it was like, what am I missing? There's no way we had this much profit. And I got the same result. Did it a third time. It's like, what am I missing? Did I not charge the right amount for my employees? What am I doing wrong? It can't be this good. Everything was paid in full. And there was still $425 left over to give to the charity. I had done something really, really well. And I could prove it. And it was all me. Me and two employees. Nobody else had any input on what we did, what we sold, anything. This was my project to either make work or fail miserably. So you know what I did? I took that trailer because remember, we had had the trailer on loan till Monday. Our event was on Saturday. So I took the trailer to Central Park and I set up near a playground where kids had swings and slides and teeter-totters and little merry-go-rounds. And the kids would ride their bicycles up and down the little mounds that were on the uh, the playground area. We had a couple of baseball fields. So I took the trailer there just to see what would happen. And I operated a few hours before I had to go to the restaurant for the closing shift. Back then, I had to be at the restaurant at 4 o'clock because we closed at 11. We'd be done about midnight or so. And I got to the playground around 11. I figured if I worked till 3, then I could could run back home real quick, take a shower, and then go work my shift at 4 o'clock. I lived in a small town, so it wouldn't have taken me very long to get home and shower and get back to work. All by myself, I pulled in more profit than I would have had I been working at the restaurant for a salary for that one day. And then a little light bulb went off. I could do this full time. I could make more money doing this than I could working for someone else. And it was already work that I knew how to do. Of course, the trailer had to go back Monday morning. And it took me about another year before I got all the information and all the licenses and all the money necessary to operate under my own business rather than under the restaurant's license. But I did it. You see, back then, back in 1981 when I started, there was no internet. There was no social media. Food carts, food trailers, food trucks, they were a thing in big cities. But there weren't very many of them. And as far as it went to being in small town America, and that's where I'm from, never heard of them. You might see them at a county fair. You might see one or two places. Very, very rarely would you see one sitting on a street somewhere. Social media, like I said, non-existent. It was still 25 years away. Home computers with 20 megabytes of memory was still a few years away from being popular. Every bit of information to learn how to do the business to get the right licenses required time on the telephone or me physically walking somewhere or driving somewhere and going into somebody's office and saying, hey, how do we do this? So I had to physically go to the health department. I had to physically go to the city hall. I had to physically go to the fire department. Mobile food vending was so unheard of in our little town back then in Kentucky. Most of the people that I dealt with had no idea how to give me a license or even had the authority to give me a license. So every code that you guys look at, every regulation, every restriction has sprang up over time to fill someone else's personal agenda. The rules were added. Big deal to me because I just adapted. 
the massive red tape you guys face today, the permits and the licenses and the restrictions and all the other things that new folks whine about today were slowly added over time. So it was basically death by a thousand cuts for vendors, a very long tenure. And yet, 40 years, I survived it. Not a big deal. Here's what a new person should expect. There's going to be delays every step of the way. There's going to be cost overruns. There's going to be new restrictions that are going to be voted in, if not this year, two or three years down the road. There's going to be supply increases. There's going to be lots of competition. There's going to be bad weather that mean you're not able to operate. There's going to be well-thought-out plans that just flat-out do not work. There's going to be lots of hot, hard work. You're going to come home losing five pounds of sweat every day. There's going to be times when you have very low profits or no profits. And you know what my advice is? Start right now. The economy is going to do what the economy always does. It's going to create some winners. It's going to create some losers. And the rest of the people will survive until things change. You see, things go in cycles. Time will pass whether you start today or you start next year. But if you wait until next year, you'll just be one year older and no closer to your goal of running your own business. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They all have your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.